0: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having a blessed day today, as always, and we're staying busy down here at Health Masters, getting your orders out as fast as we can, pretty much same day. And I want to remind everybody, we do have the option On the website now, because I know some people like to get their stuff very, very quickly, and we have always tried to offer the free shipping on specific order sizes, so orders over $125, get free shipping. We now have the option on the website if you don't want to call, but the option on the website to get expedited shipping for an additional fee if you'd like it in a couple days and we've been doing that a lot lately a lot of customers have been enjoying it especially people that are trying to stock up on stuff before they go on vacation or leave out of town and so we have that option open if you don't want to call in, of course you can always call in and we'll be happy to handle that over the phone for you and be sure to check out the purple sticks last day on sale as product of the week on the website at healthmasters.com and so you know we've been talking about this this whole thing this charade for the last 14 months and it's interesting you guys everybody knows what i'm talking about here this this covid pandemic now this whole thing that's been so overblown even a blind gnat that's buried under the dirt can see what's going on and i was at Publix last night i went out to grab some stuff me and hunter went and grabbed some stuff from Publix, and i was looking for some organic crackers and Lana had it on the list for me to get. Don't ask me why. It's just what, on my list to get, so I just get it. So I couldn't find the organic crackers. So the GM is actually over on one of the shelves stocking stocking basically the shelves. I didn't realize until he stood up, his name tag and everything, GM. I said, oh, hey, bud. I said, I'm trying to find the organic crackers. And, of course, he's got a mask on, and uh, but he's dressed real nice. And I said, is you the GM here? He said, yes, sir. And I said, Well, I gotta ask you a question. I said, A, I gotta find out where the organic crackers are. He goes, All right, follow me. I said, B, I gotta ask you a second question. He said, Yeah. I said, now that DeSantis has signed an executive order today banning any and all COVID restrictions, whether it be state, county, city, municipality, period, none of them can be implemented or enforced anymore. I said, when is Publix going to stop this stupid mask mandate here? Because obviously Nobody cares about it because all the employees are wearing their mask halfway down, even though the majority of the customers don't wear anything. And I said, quite frankly, it's useless what y'all are doing. I said, "I'm I'm not trying to offend you. I said, but I'm telling you, it's useless. He goes, bro, you don't even understand. He goes, I'm the GM here, and I fight with this all the time. And he said, the problem is. Publix does not like to get complaints or bad reviews about anything. They're all about customer service. And we had a couple people at the beginning of the issue file complaints with basically the the headquarters of Publix and complain that their customers at Publix weren't wearing masks and their employees weren't wearing masks. So the top of the list, because Publix is in seven states, has decided to mandate Every single Publix employee has to wear mask at all time, even when we're outside on the loading dock unloading a truck. And I said, you do know that's completely and totally asinine, not only just totally unhealthy. He said, oh, I know. He goes, we've written petitions about it. We've written complaints about it. He said, they're unwilling to change anything because they don't want to get a complaint in a store. And I said, well, it reaches a point in time, doesn't it, where you kind of have to decide if those point of the people that want to be nosy Karens and want to complain about nonsensical stuff are actually going to be worth catering to the other 99.9% of your employees, your customers and everything. He said, dude, write them a letter. That's all I can tell you, but they're refusing to drop anything. We don't see the mass mandate stopping anytime soon in Publix for our employees. He said for customers, he goes, we've never enforced it. I said, yeah, I know. And I just thought to myself, you could tell he—he was—I mean, he was extremely frustrated. He said it's been over 14 months now. I've had to wear this stupid thing working here. And he said nobody wears them right. He said they're dirty all the time. We're constantly nobody tells us how to wear them right. Nobody gives us extra ones to replace them with. We have to wash them at home by ourselves. He said it's—it's—it's it's, it's so far fetched it's bizarre and I thought to myself after we left And I told Hunter this he's in the car with me I said you understand Hunter why we don't wear a mask he said yeah because we're not sick I said absolutely if you're not sick there's no reason for you to wear a mask ever and he said why does everybody in there wear a mask I said well some of the people that run the business may be sick and he goes, oh, okay. That's the best way I can explain it to him because people that are still demanding that employees do this, even in states that are completely open, are doing nothing but compromising, honestly, their, their own integrity, their, their own viewpoint from what everybody else sees the company. If you respect a company for forcing their employees to wear a mask while they're outside on a loading dock unloading a truck, then you obviously have nothing better else to do. And what we've seen now is a lot of these businesses have grown ripe with many dictators Where these people now Who have never done anything with their lives They've never had any type of control They've never had any type Of positive outcome Because they make poor decisions their whole life They've now been granted this task Where they're this mask Nazi And they get to mandate and tell people What they can and can't do all the time And everybody knows it, we've all seen it So down here in Florida we have an interesting situation We have now found ourselves in Governor DeSantis yesterday signed an executive order that basically blocked all and any COVID emergency orders in the whole state, like I just said a second ago. He also mandated that no emergency order can exceed 42 days in the state of Florida, period, so that this cannot happen again. And so now what we're going to see is that the school board better tighten their butt up real fast because now we got a whole lot of ammunition down here in the Polk County School Board because now they have absolutely zero pretext to be able to force these children to wear masks, and it's going to be very difficult now for businesses to try to enforce it. Granted, you're still going to have the morons that run businesses that kick people out for not wearing a mask when they walk in, but it's for the most part, a lot of businesses now are not going to have this dangling carrot over their head that, hey, the uh, the police may show up or, hey, the be you know anybody may show up from the county and fine you for not forcing people to wear masks now that this emergency order is passed and basically all this stuff is over with no business is going to have to deal with recourse from the any part of the state city county so we're going to see now now we're about to really see in the state of florida what businesses are pro-constitution and pro-freedom, and we're going to find out real quick what businesses will be boycotted permanently down here in the state of Florida. And I encourage everybody that lives down here, be very vocal about this now, because the old excuse that a lot of businesses use, and I heard this a lot, they would say, man, if the health department comes in here and they see you not wearing a mask, they're going to fine us. I don't even care about you wearing a mask, but I don't want to get a fine from the health department. Dude, I heard that a dozen times, and I still wouldn't comply, and I'd either leave or go to something else. Now, they don't have that excuse to fall back on. Now, this is solely 100% company policy to try to force and mandate people to wear face diapers in order to enter their store and spend their money. So, again, if you're down here in Florida, I encourage you, make your voice heard and vote with your dollar and squeeze these guys out. Any business that does not respect your right to freedom, the right to breathe fresh air, squeeze them out. Do not support them. Do not give them money and make sure your friends and family know where you stand on that and try to follow suit. Because now we have the opportunity to make a very, very big stand down here in the state of Florida, including in Polk County. Lakeland Christian, right down the road from me, big Christian school in Lakeland, they came out yesterday and said – absolutely under no circumstances are mask mandated at Lakeland Christian School whatsoever anymore. They are optional. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't want to wear a mask. We are not going to follow the Polk County School Board anymore because they have no teeth to enforce this. And I had to give Lakeland Christian a standing applause for that. They did it the day of DeSantis signing that order, which shows me you got some people over there that are actually acute and funktig is that what it says in German. And so I encourage everybody: get your voice out there, make a stand, do the best you can on a local, city, county, and state level, because that is where we're going to change a lot of this right now. And Florida is the prime example of that right now, Dad.
1: What do you think? Well, you know, I, I want to commend you know our you know Lakeland Christian here in Polk County, and I want to commend Southeastern University. They've also dropped mass mandates. Good. And so you know, all of these schools now have had enough. Uh, The problem is is we've got a bunch of communist members on the school board here in Polk County. That's just about as blunt as I can get. And they're awful. We need to have a recall election. Now, they'll have absolutely no teeth whatsoever since all executive orders and emergency mandates and everything are gone. They can't force this anymore. They can't throw the children out. They were actually to the point. Of making them go to re-education classes and re-education camps and throwing them out of school down here if they were not going to wear masks. That's to the extent of the resolve of these weirdos. And so this is where we have now become patriotic or not patriotic. This is the line in the sand that's happened to a lot of people. Yesterday I was at a friend's restaurant that he's building, uh, Mike Florendino, and they had a. he wasn't there, and I was checking out the construction site. I kind of like doing that kind of stuff, and there was a big semi-truck delivery. And the guy's name was Wayne, and he's a really nice guy, a big guy, about six foot eight. And he had delivered some compressors for some coolers. And I told him that I'd back his semi truck in for him, and we unloaded it and got Mike's permission, and I signed off on it because everything was in good shape. And finally I asked him, I said, buddy, I noticed you're not wearing a mask. then he starts, I'm not wearing a mask. And I said, well, how about the vaccine? I'm not taking that vaccine. It's an experimental vaccine. And here he just said, he let loose. He let loose. And said, uh, you know, I'm not giving up my guns, I'm not wearing a mask, and I'm not going to – I said, whoa, you're one of us. So I thought, wow. So, you know, I sent him a copy of the Ted Dawson Brower Show. I said, please listen to this. You'll really enjoy the show. Then Yesterday afternoon, I had a chair that had a frame that had been broken on it and said need needed to be welded. So I went to a welding shop I went to the place called AJ's Welding here in Central Florida, good people. And I walk in, and nobody's wearing masks. I mean, nobody. And uh, nobody's social distancing. And I looked at him. I said, "Dude, I want to thank you for not wearing a mask." And he goes, "Mask? I'm not wearing a mask. Stupid mask." I'm like, "I'm not getting a vaccine either." Starts just like the same way. I thought, okay. And then his employees working with him. One of his one of his welders are there. I'm not doing. it. And everybody's, no, no, no. So it's finally getting to a point where good old Klaus Schwab, and his giant reset, can basically kiss off as far as the, most of us down here in Florida are concerned. And you know whether or not black. Rock and Vanguard run pretty much every corporation in America through the Rothschild Banking Cartel, let that be known again. And they're telling their corporate leaders via Lynn the Rothschild, well, she had their basically telephones, cell phones, or whatever, on the CEOs of the top 100 corporations they control here in the United States in a conference call all at the same time. I mentioned that a few weeks ago. That basically told everybody about mandating masks, mandating this, mandating that. This is why we still have so many of the big stores, here in florida that are basically like you know like pottery barn and all the rest of these guys you know who don't want people to come in and spend their money you know if they're not going to wear a mask and my response is always the same okay i'll go somewhere else spoke to another friend of mine last night uh his name's casey and he told me i said because well, these guys eat out in restaurants like all the time and i said where do you go in orlando to eat out without having to wear a mask he says brother it's like this if they make me wear a mask I, may, I put them on my list. I leave. I don't give them any money, and they will be on my list forever. I will never go there again when all of this stuff passes. He says, I won't be treated like this. And I thought, wow. And that was three people yesterday. Of course, then I had another friend of mine a couple of days ago, and they got their second vaccine, and they listened to our show. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Why is there such a change? Well, this person that I know is a good friend. She's been in the school system now for 30 years or 20 years and been a school teacher and in that liberal environment. And so we have that group also. They're, they're awake, but they don't know what to do. And they constantly are trying to appease people, I guess, like these people at Publix. And, you know, what we all need to do down here in Florida is we, if we shop at Publix, we need to all write letters to the head of Publix and complain. That's how you stop this. You start doing it the exact opposite, say, I resent Publix for doing this. Forcing their employees to wear masks. They make me feel like I'm a criminal if I don't have a mask on. I'm not going to shop here anymore if you guys don't stop this. Now, if two or three or four hundred of us or two or three thousand of us wrote a letter like that to the public, guess what would happen? They would immediately lift these stupid mask mandates because all of a sudden we're being noisier than the people that are complaining. And then I still see the people that are Christians, and they go, well, we're doing it because we're trying to be the, great, be the greater good and be kind to everybody else. And I'm like, you're being stupid. I said, the Bible doesn't tell you to suffocate yourself, to wear a mask that doesn't work, to try to be nice to people. What kind of moron are you? Do you not read the literature and find out what these things are doing to you and your family and your children? Well, the truth of the matter is most of them don't. Most of them don't. Most of them don't want to read literature. They don't want to find out what's going on, and they basically listen to a pastor who's mumbling through a mask in the pulpit. And you kind of go, "Wow, this is just absolutely nutty that this is going on by the way, Chris Christie now Christy Nome, not Chris Christie, but Christy Nome is inviting laid off police officers to come to South Dakota, which I think that 's pretty slick that she 's doing that because she wants as many police I guess as she can get up there, and I like that. Uh, Rutherford Inst- Institute came out with a really good article this week it is from john whitehead 's commentary i 'm posting it at the website. And it says, from mind control to viruses, how the government keeps experimenting on its citizens. They were monsters with human faces and crisp uniforms, marching in lopstick, so benign that you don't recognize them for what they are until it's too late. Ransom rigs, home for peculiar children. Quote, the U.S. government is in pursuit of so-called monsters and it itself has, has become a monster. It's not a new development, nor is it a revelation. This is a government that has in recent decades unleashed untold horrors upon the world, including its own citizensry, and I'm also add chemtrails to this, in the name of global conquest, the acquisition of greater wealth, scientific experimentation, and technical advances, all packaged in the guise of the greater good. Mind you, there is no greater good when the government is involved. There is only greater greed for money and power. That's a true statement. Unfortunately, the public has become so easily distracted by the political spectacle out of Washington – which is the circus clown show that we've talked about so many times on the Ted and Austin Brower show, that they are altogether oblivious to the grisly experiments, barbaric behavior, and inhumane conditions that have become synonymous with the U.S. government. These horrors have been meted out against humans and animals alike. For all intents and purposes, we the people become lab rats in the government's secret experiments 50 years from now. We may well find out the whole sword truth behind the COVID pandemic. I don't think so. However, this isn't intended to be a debate over whether COVID is legitimate health crisis or manufactured threat. It is merely to acknowledge that such crises can and are manipulated by governments in order to expand their powers. Wow. I'm going to post this let you finish reading the rest of this because it's so important that we understand that this group of people that is doing this – are basically being controlled by the Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad, Israel, blackmail Kabbalist group who constantly drag the Nazis out of the grave like I talked about yesterday and try to blame everything on dead Nazis and who constantly are telling us basically it's fascism run awry. It's not. It's the Kabbalist with communism that is coming in to destroy the United States of America. It always has been. Freud was a Kabbalist. Bernays was a Kabbalist. They were Satanists, both of them. The entire group of people that were with the Frankfurt School, they were all Kabbalists, all Satanists when they came in from Germany in 1933 and basically came into our Ivy League schools. This is the group. They are tied directly together with Masonic lodges. The Masonic lodges are evil to the core at the highest levels, and they never even allow the name of Jesus to be talked about or to be mentioned. There's a really good article from tapnewswired.com. I'm also putting this in here today. It says, The criminalization of dissent. And it's talking about what's going on in Germany. And it says Germany, who is being led by Angela Merkel, or Angela Merkel, you want to call her that. She basically is a hardcore communist who probably is a Kabbalist. And she says that Germany has been leading the way for over a year. Anyone questioning or protesting the COVID emergency measures or the official COVID-19 narrative has been demonized by the government and the media. And sadly, but not completely unexpectedly, the majority of the German public and that and now such dissent is called officially extremism. In other words, if you don't want to wear a mask, if you don't want your business to be shut down, if you want to, you don't want to go into poverty, you're an extremist. Yes, that's right. In the new normal Germany, if you dissent from the official state ideology, You are now officially officially a dangerous extremist. The German intelligence agency, the BFV, has even invented a new category of extremists in order to allow themselves to legally monitor anyone suspected of being an anti-democratic or delegitimizing the state in a way that endangers security like, you know, nonviolent protesting or speaking out against or criticizing or satirizing the new normal. This author goes on to say that he's a little bit worried and that he's engaged in almost all of these activities. He goes, the Federal Office for the Protection of the Constitution, they actually have that in Germany, the Federal Office for the Protection of the Constitution, is actively monitoring anyone questioning or challenging the official new normal ideology. Communism, baby doll, this is not fascism. The COVID deniers, the conspiracy theorists, the anti-vaxxers, the dreaded queer nickers which is the people who think outside of the box, Or anyone else they feel like monitoring those refused to join the COVIDian cult. We are now official enemies of the state, no different than any other terrorists. Wow. As the New York Times reported last week, German intelligence puts coronavirus deniers under surveillance. (laughs) The danger from the coronavirus deniers and conspiracy theorists does not fit the mold posed by this usually politically driven group, including those on the far left and right or by Islamic terrorists. So according to the German Interior Ministry, we, diabolical COVID deniers, conspiracy theorists, and anti vaxxers have targeted the state itself, its leaders, businesses, the press, and globalism, and have attacked police officers and defied civil authorities. Wow. So in Germany, they are leading the way under the hardcore communist Angela Merkel. Just let you guys know that we are not alone in these democratically controlled states all over the United States. Thank God I live in Florida who are forcing people into compliance with mask mandates. Some, some states want forced injections to basically put you down on a gurney and inject you, whether you want to be injected or not. Guys, I hear the war drums of a civil war here in the United States, and I don't like those drums. I don't want to go there again like we did back in 1860, like the United States did. We've got to get the people to try to realize what's going on. We've got to stand firm in the great I am and in Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. The groups that are running the world, they don't like the great I am or Jesus Christ, do they? They don't want to believe that God is sovereign and that the God of this world basically is Lucifer and that they're the ones that he were, they worship him, but the great I am is who created this world. They don't want to believe any of that. They don't want to believe that Jesus Christ came, deliver us from the evil one, which is the group of people who are running the planet through the ancient Canaanite religions and have done so for millennia. So, guys, stand firm in God's word and realize we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're making a difference. I spoke to, I spoke to multiple, multiple people yesterday. They've had enough of it. They're all tired of it, and they refuse to comply anymore. We all have to be like that. What
0: do you think, Austin? That's well said. You're exactly right. And I'm going to work on a letter today. I'm going to try to figure out. I know a lot of people that work at Publix, as far as in selecting and warehouse and everything else. I'm going to try to get emails, and uh, I'll get it to anybody that needs it. And uh, we all need to start writing letters. If you support Publix, if you if you patronize Publix, if you go there and spend money, it's time we write a letter there. It's Dad's exactly right about that. And, and I'm not talking about being mean or harsh. I'm talking about being honest and saying, hey, listen, we support. Your company, we spend money with your company. Stop forcing your employees to suffocate themselves while they work there all day because you're trying to appease a tiny, minute part of the populace. Now in Florida, there's no excuse. Now they can come in and say, well, if we do it in Florida, we've got to do it in every state. No, you don't. You follow each law that's in each state. And now there's absolutely zero law, zero mandate, zero order, zero restriction in the state of Florida. So there's nothing to follow here anymore because they don't exist. You're simply doing it because you want to do it now. That's where it's at. And that's exactly right. And so the biggest thing that I've been letting everybody know about this, though, as we start to push back, because this COVID narrative is collapsing really fast, Florida and Texas are kind of like the poster children for what happened when you don't follow the government mandates. Great things happen. (laughs) You actually open back up. The thing that a lot of people don't realize, especially in a lot of the other northern states, totally in the United States, the Small businesses, well, they were. Small businesses were the backbone of America. They were the backbone of the economy. They were the largest employer and held huge political clout. However, nearly 60% of small businesses have now been erased from America now. They they don't exist. 60% of them are gone. They're saying 20% of them are basically on life support, either getting loans, taking out credit cards, trying to stay up as much as they can. Now, good thing down here in Florida – The economy's booming. Texas is booming. New York is decimated. I talked to a friend of mine who owns a body shop. His whole family's up in New York. And he said, dude, New York's done. Like, Main Street, everything. I mean, it's done. There's nothing open. Nothing's there. It's like nobody, even the stuff that's starting to try to reopen, he goes, nobody's there. Nobody wants to go there. He said, the place is horrible. And I said, wow. You know, once bustling New York. And what's crazy about it is New Yorkers are typically – very aggressive as far as not being told what to do. You talk to people in New York, they don't like being pushed around. I mean they, they stay on their ground with a lot of stuff. And it's been surprising me to watch that state crumble so fast with just a few months, I guess you could say a year now, of mandates. And now remember they're going to be the first state, I think New York City at least is going to be the first city. They're mandating the COVID passport. They're talking about running that through now. So, yeah, people need to realize that what's going to happen is, as more states start to open, because Florida is going to set the precedent now. Texas has already followed suit. South Dakota, a couple other states are already starting to follow suit. A lot of other states are going to start opening up now, especially once they see Florida thriving and booming. We're like our own little economy down here. It's kind of bizarre. They're going to start opening. Well, the problem is, like Dad said, with Schwab and Rothschild banking cartel and, you know, the whole Biden family syndicate that's up there, the whole Clinton syndicate, Bill Gates, all these guys, they do not at all under any circumstances want us regroup, regrouping and re-strategizing. They worked so hard to get all this stuff put into place over the last year. That's why they have not under any circumstances let loose on anything in these real hard, hard left democratic states. They're not planning on it. The problem is we're like, this bad narrative down here for them. It doesn't follow along the, the narrative lines. It's like that one guy in the play that starts saying his own thing and starts talking to the crowd about what's really going on behind the scenes. Everybody in the play is like, dude, shut him up. Shut, he's not supposed to be talking about this. Shut him up. And Florida's over here just yapping. Blah, 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 blah. We're not going to do it. We're not going to listen. This is what happens when you don't listen. And everybody's looking around going, dude, he's not supposed to be talking like this. That's That's Florida right now. So the biggest thing we have to continue to do is stay prepped because there's a high probability that something is going to be around the corner pretty soon. Because as we've seen in most cases, once the globalist banker boys start losing the narrative on stuff, they'll pull the plug on anything they have to, especially especially if it's not going along with the narrative and it's compromising their entire agenda. There's a lecture, Dr. David Thunders, Ph.D., He was uh, doing an interview the other day, and I was watching it, and it was interesting. And he said, here's the problem that we've run into now. He said, now that the government has set the precedent for draconian lockdown measures in a lot of these Democratic states, he said, now they're going to be able to introduce this at the drop of a hat. Every time something happens, including a flu outbreak, another reemergence of COVID, or anything they really want to come up with. It was in a video clip, and he said, now that COVID is receding across some states, they're going to try to take credit for it now. They're going to try to flip the narrative. He said the governments are going to come in and say, well, the lull in COVID infections and hospitalizations is because we locked everything down and because we got the vaccine out there and you know, the little bit of normality – that you're seeing is because of the restrictions on your life. And he said they're, su- they're going to suggest that our enjoyment of normal life is due to their wise stewardship of the pandemic and their graciousness and relaxing restrictions, we said. He said they will conveniently ignore the fact that countries like Sweden and states like Florida and Texas were never fully locked down and showed similar patterns, if not faster patterns, in remission of any and all COVID. And so he goes on to say further here, that everybody needs to be aware that once you take He said, take whatever breadcrumbs of normality fall from the table of their captors is what they're going to try to admit to everybody. He said, but make no mistake, the nightmare will not be over until citizens push back and say enough is enough. Governments are now armed with a powerful excuse to suspend citizens' civil liberties whenever there's a winter resurgence in any type of virus ever. A harsh flu season will now be enough to set into motion the wheels of tyranny, threatening people's lives jobs businesses mental physical health freedom of movement and freedom of association asserting the only way to end this is to resist and refuse to comply to any more mandates this is not over until we say it is wow this guy's very renowned lecturer and so he's been saying some stuff over the past couple months, and now he's basically coming out and saying the same thing we are. He said, this is it. This this is not going to happen. This is why people didn't understand this at first yesterday. This is why DeSantis signed the bill that limited any and all emergency orders in the state to be restricted to 48 days, and it gave the governor the authority to overrule cities and counties Emergency orders. Now, a lot of people go, well, he kind of set the precedent. If we get a Democratic mayor in there, they can override an emergency order. Here's the thing people have to understand. Very rarely are emergency orders ever good things, ever i am tell you that right now. I've, I've been in Florida. I've lived here my whole life. I can tell you from experience here and many other states that I've been and I've talked to and I've experienced with people, emergency orders are rarely anything that ever need to go much past two to three days. And that's generally if we're having like a huge hurricane and we're doing an emergency order to change lanes of traffic on the interstate, like make I-95 all northbound to evacuate people. That's like when emergency order is needed. These emergency orders that have gone into perpetuity now have been unprecedented, like we've never seen before. Never in history have we had cities and counties literally extend emergency orders out month after 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 month. Never have we had that happen. And so what's happened is it set a very dangerous precedent for anybody. Dick possibly gets an office in the future to now be able to come in and say, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're just going to keep extending them out like they've done. So I fully agree with him on this. Emergency orders, 42 days in my opinion, that's even too long to me. Emergency orders normally don't need to go much past a couple weeks maximum. But this is what he did on that, and so I'm proud at least that he stood his ground on this. And like Dad said, talk to people. Get people's opinion on this because majority of people I'm getting feedback on, it's very, very, very same same lane I'm in. And it's funny. Yesterday I was looking at some of the social media stuff yesterday because a lot of times you look at comments and you kind of research what kind of feedback you're getting on certain posts. So certain pages will post stuff, and you go on there and look at comments. And I was looking at a comment page, and it was kind of making fun of the vaccine or this Gene editing injection shot. And what was ironic about it is probably 90% of the comments were all like anti-COVID shot, anti-COVID shot. And then all of a sudden, you'd have this random comment just pop up, and it'd be like, this is no laughing matter. People are dying all over the country, and you don't want to just get a shot. Y'all just need to take it. And I saw variations of this kind of comment probably about 20 to 30 times. This is a big page. It had like, I think, two or 3,000 comments, okay, big page. I had a couple dozen of these shills. And so what I did was every time I would go click on their page, invariably, every single time, it was a shill page. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, they have like a fake profile up. It's usually private. They've posted like zero Like uh, photos or anything on their page. They follow a couple people. There's no content at all. It's a total shill page. It's a fake page. Somebody goes in and makes a fake page and they use it just to comment. Well, every single shill comment was almost the exact same similar topic, the same thing. And every single time you went to them is the exact same thing. No content, no legitimate page whatsoever. Because remember, they went in The CIA and a lot of these deep state agencies go in and they pay people. This is not conspiracy theory. This is a fact you can look up. They go in to pay people to write negative comments and write negative statements about stuff and try to push the agenda. They actually pay people to do it. This became very popular back about 10 to 15 years ago when a lot of the social media was getting big, and I first heard about this, is when people were basically questioning the 9-11 narrative you know, a decade later after it had happened almost, is a lot of social media sites started seeing this emergence of shill posts where people would come in and anybody that would say something about 9-11 or question it, you'd have these shills that would jump on and overwhelm them with all these ridiculous comments. And what they do is they basically belittle and berate somebody until they pretty much just stopped. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm not even gonna ask a question anymore so I'm, I'm getting so belittled well that started back then is when I first started to see that and now it's gotten to a point where they're doing it on every topic this is done to try to control the narrative and try to discredit anybody that's asking a question on social media remember what I say every single show you have the right to ask questions vaccine hesitancy is not vaccine hesitancy for me I'm just not getting the shot there's no hesitancy here that comment, that that catchphrase, it's vaccine hesitancy. It's not hesitancy. It's people have a brain and they don't want an experimental RNA gene editing shot put inside their body. There's no vaccine hesitancy there. It's just not going to happen. It's like saying you're not going to do something. It's not going to do it. No, I'm not hesitant. There's no hesitancy. They say it because the terminology vaccine hesitancy implies you can still be manipulated into getting the shot if they continue to berate you with enough fake news. That's why they use the term. And then once they can't get you in that category, then they call you an anti vaxer So that automatically tries to discredit anything and everything you say because you ask a question. This is what they're trying to do. So do not get discouraged, my friends. Do not get let down. Do not get pushed back. Now is the time. We have momentum, and now is the time to continue to push the truth for what it is. It's the same thing. Like this doctor just said that I quoted a second ago, Dr. David Thunder. It's up to us now. Make no mistake about it. They are going to continue to push this narrative as long as they can until we stand up and say no. And as far as I'm concerned, the harder they push, the harder we push back. No COVID passports, no shot mandates, no mask mandates. If you want to get an experimental RNA shot, that is your right. If you want to wear a mask, that is your right. But do not ever tell anybody that they have to do something in order to protect you. Because that whole concept of what we've heard now, you have to get the shot. Why? You got the shot. Why do I need to get the shot? That's That's the stupidest concept I've ever heard in my life. If your shot works and you're so confident in your shot, why in the world does it matter if anybody else gets the shot? Because you're protected, right? That's the million-dollar question that nobody wants to ask. So continue to speak the truth, my friends. I'm, I'm done meddling on that now, Dad. What do you think? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, honestly, I was talking to the church on Sunday morning. heard a great preacher preach a great sermon. And as we were walking through the door, a guy opened it up for us, and he wasn't wearing a mask. He was an older gentleman, probably 75. And I said to him, I said, thank you for not wearing a mask. He goes, oh, no, no, I've had both my COVID shots already. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, so, you know, the whole thing is just, you know, is A lot of people that are elderly have been scared into doing this. They really have. And then you have people that are coming in and basically, you said, the trolls that come online that are paid by the CIA or other types of intelligence agencies or even Mossad or MI6 or even basically people who work for the international banking cartels. I mean, they come in and they start hammering you. Years ago, I got hammered online really bad about six or eight years ago. And it was crazy because I had done a big show with uh, with Doug Hagman and made a comment, got a bunch of people mad at me, which there's no surprise there. And what ended up happening is they started just slamming me. And finally, it got caught up by the trolls. And the trolls started hammering me. And I had talked about G. Edgar Griffin, you know, basically the creature, the creature of Jekyll Island on one of the shows with Doug. And the guy comes in, the troll comes on and goes, he believes that swamp creatures exist and they're alive and they crawl around in the swamp because I had talked about the creature from Jekyll Island. No kidding. I'm not joking, guys. And I I just I, I, I answered him. I said, what's wrong with you? I said, who are you? I said, I'm referring to the book, The Creature of Jekyll Island. I didn't write the book, weirdo. And of course, that stopped it. But the point is, that's what they do. You always if you read into it a little further with what they say, they always start making weird comments like they were told to write something. But they really don't understand the context of what the other person said. All they're trying to do is discredit people, because if you can't make a point yourself. You try to argue with a Democrat, they can't make a point. They can't. They can't. They can't do it, these liberals. They can't understand. you. When you start talking to them about how the prisons are filled, I'm not going to go there. You start talking about any topic from a logical standpoint, they can't They, they can't debate it. So it always – and I also talked about this the other day. It always goes back to yelling and name-calling. And if that doesn't work, then they'll start going to – they'll start hammering your education or hammering your background or hammering your knowledge base. It's always about discreditation. Years ago, when I was talking about aspartame on all these different talk shows, I had a guy who basically contacted me, and he was the hired gun from Monsanto, who was producing the aspartame at the time, and he wanted to have a big debate with me on TV and on radio. I mean, big on, the, on a big show. And my response to him was, "No, I'm not going to do that." That's because what you're going to do is you're going to do the same thing that you guys always do. You're not going to look at the facts. You're going to just go to name-calling and, and credential slamming and all the other stuff that you guys do all of the time in order to make a point because you can't make the point legitimately. We know that in one study, every single primate tested, developed grand mal epileptic seizures when they were given diasodas and aspartame. Every single primate developed seizures, all of them. another study, almost all the animals developed brain tumors and brain cancer. It's one of those things that – you can't argue that, but when you try to bring those studies up, you'll say, well, oh, that wasn't double-blind, that wasn't this. And it's no, it's, they're all legitimate studies, they're all in journals, but it doesn't make any difference. They don't want to argue about that, they want to argue about you. They want to argue about all of the stuff that doesn't make any difference. And that's what they always—that's why, when I was at, see, years ago, I was asked to go on Oprah Winfrey. Gosh, it was back in the 90s. And they wanted me to come on the show and debate, me, me by myself, and debate six medical doctors on the top ten foods never to eat, And on dietary guidelines to help lower blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, and blood sugar levels without the use of drugs. that's what they wanted. So they were going to stack a panel of six people on Oprah Winfrey with me to debate. I told them, no, I'm not going to do that. At that point, we didn't have the Internet. I didn't have any books in the bookstores. I couldn't give out an 800 number. There was absolutely no way that I was going to be able to do anything as far as getting my information out without being slammed six to one, which means they would have spoken about 80% of the time. I may have gotten 15%, 16% of the time. That would have been it. That's all I would have gotten. And it would have been constant beratement of Ted Brower. I said, I'm not going to do that. I don't care about being on Oprah. Be, well, you can say you've been on Oprah. I said, no, I don't want to say it, but I don't even like Oprah. I think she's the piss. That's unbelievable hardcore liberal. I remember when she was on with Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood went on Oprah. Carrie Underwood had Jesus posters and Jesus signs and Jesus plaques all over her living room. And Oprah made her cover up the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Watch the interview. You'll see half the name of Jesus sticking out. That's what they did because that's who Oprah is. Hey, she's part of the billionaire girls club, which is even more rare than the billionaire boys club. They don't get there like that because they basically worked hard. Somebody put them there when they're that level. I'm just telling you that that is that. Either somebody gave them an idea, somebody financed the idea, and at the end they're paid off by these groups who buy these big companies who basically give them the billions of dollars. happens all the time. And, of course, it's always Vanguard and BlackRock that does that. Now, I have brought an article up today, and I thought it was really, really good, and it's, it's called Murder and Mutilation. And it says, Will judgment come to America? I don't really talk about this, but I want to mention this today. It says, Ancient Israel murdered thousands of children, probably hundreds of thousands, sacrificing them to the fire of Moloch and other Canaanite gods, Baal and Asherah, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. And here's what the Bible says in Jeremiah 9, 3 to 5. And say, Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Behold, I will bring such a catastrophe on this place that whoever hears of it, his ears will tingle because they have forsaken me. And they've made this an alien place because they have burned incense in it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers nor their kings of Judah have known. And they have filled this place with the blood of the innocents. They've also built the high places to Baal. Burned their sons with fire for burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command nor speak, nor did it come in even into my mind. This is Jeremiah 9 3 through 5. He goes on to say, We all know how that ended. It was with destruction and captivity. Bear in mind, Israel is a nation of everlasting covenant and was not spared the righteous judgment. Remember that. Now, because that old covenant, that old testament, is fading away, our New Testament says, and now we are in the new covenant with God. And we need to realize something. We've murdered almost 65 million children since 1973. We have literally, literally done the same thing, if not even more so than what Israel has done. You know, <laughs> the, he goes on to say this fallen world is truly domain. You have your father, the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resource. He's a liar, and the father of it, John 8-44. And he was talking directly to the Pharisees and the leaders of Israel when he said this, who were still involved at night in the ancient Canaanite religions of Baal, Asherah, and Moloch and the shedding and killing of children. This is the group, basically, the ancient Canaanite religion group that has continued to run the world and run this planet all of these years. And I thought it was interesting today that article came up to me and I said, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that for a second. But we've got to ask ourselves a question. And I've talked about this so many times. If God did not spare ancient Israel, right? Because of what they did, why do we feel he's going to spare the United States of America? Now, we got to ask ourselves that question. Isn't it about time that we snap this thing tight and we stop this abortion? Yeah, that we do that, that we actually get some people on the Supreme Court that will put a stop to this, get some people up there that aren't compromised through Jeffrey Epstein and the bunch. Look at Bill Gates now. He's getting divorced from his wife. Is that because he was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein? And he decided he's like, well, I'm not going to go there, am I? But, you know, the whole thing is weird. I mean, the whole thing is weird that we've allowed this Kabbalist group of Luciferians to come in, and take over the United States of America. Why we the people, we the Christians have allowed them to usurp our country, usurp our values, usurp our Christianity and our relationship with God Almighty through Christ. We've done that. We have actually done it. Less than, 50 pe- less than 50% of the people now go to church. And of course that was a lot of that was the big, that last big push was because of the masks and because of the COVID tyranny. It's just, it's absolutely insanity when you actually stop and look at it. Now we have 12 state attorneys. 12 state attorneys who are generally demanding Facebook and Twitter to crack down on vaccine misinformation. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm going to say that again. They're wanting social media to crack down on people who are vaccine dissenters. Given anti-vaxxers reliance on your platforms, you are uniquely positioned to prevent the spread of misinformation about coronavirus vaccines that pose a direct threat to the health and safety of millions of Americans in our state's that will prolong our road to recovery. We never have to be on a road to recovery. Just take your vitamin C, zinc, B, you know, potassium iodide, and D3, and just keep your immune system strong. The journeys generals of 12 states have signed a joint letter to basically Mark Zuckerberg, Rothschild cut out, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, Rothschild cut out, and calling on the world's top social networks to do more to suppress negative claims about the COVID 19 vaccines. The people and groups spreading falsehoods and misleading Americans by the safety of the coronavirus vaccines are threatening the health of our communities, slowing, slowing progress in getting our residents protected. This is Klaus Schwab, by the way, and undermining economic recovery in our states, declares a letter spearheaded by a Connecticut attorney general, Delaware attorney general, Iowa, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota. No surprise there. New York, no surprise. North Carolina, disappointed in that one. Oregon, no surprise. Pennsylvania, no surprise. Rhode Island, no surprise. Virginia, Disappointed in that one. Given anti-vaxxers' reliance on your platforms, you are uniquely positioned to prevent the spread of disinformation. Wow, are you, are you believing this, guys? Again, what they try to do and what they always do is if you say something they don't like, they pass a law against it so they can criminalize you. So in other words, if you say, here's what we're having going on. Like, like, let's, look at, let's look at Germany again. In Germany, if you're a Holocaust denier or if you question the original, the, the, the actual numbers of people who died in the concentration camps, or if you question the narrative of what happened in, in Germany during World War II, that's illegal. It's illegal. And if you come out and you say that so publicly, that you, that you disagree with the number of people that were killed in the concentration camps, you can be arrested and you can go to jail. And I'm talking prison, lengthy prison sentences, because you have an opinion that differs from the state. Now think about that. Uh, years ago, I met a guy. His name's Oliver. He was an executive for Porsche. I met him at Disney, and he's German. And we were basically coming back to the parking lot, at Disney. This is where I used to go. This is 10, 15 years ago. And I remember we were on the boat, you know, taking the harbor crossing to go back to the parking garage. And I told him, I said, I started talking to him. He's from Germany. He had a nanny with him and his two kids and his wife. And he was really, really nice. So I invited him to come by because they're Germans. I said, you guys want to come by the house, you know, whatever. They said, sure. They followed us to the house because it was early in the evening, about 6 p.m. And we were talking, and I started talking to him about the Third Reich and about what Hitler did and the bad things that Hitler did and the bad things that happened with you know, the fatherland and all the different things that my mom told me about, my grandfather told me about. And he looked at me, and he got scared. He physically, he physically literally began quivering, not, not shaking violently, but quivering. And I said, Oliver, are you okay? He goes, yeah. And he said, I said, what's wrong? He goes, these words are verboten to us. These topics are verboten. We can't speak about this. I said, wait a minute. I said, you can't talk about the Holocaust? No, no, it's verboten. Uh, you can't talk about the Third Reich? Oh, no, no, no. Those words are forbidden. They're forbidden words. We can't use those words. In Germany, we can't discuss them. Years later, I was at, you know, I was at uh, Glacier National Park up in Montana, up there north of Kalispell. And I'll never forget, I was on a tram, and I was actually waiting for the tram outside of the park, you know, waiting for the tram to take me around. because we were were in the RV, and it didn't clear some of the tunnels there, so we had to take the tram. And I remember there were a whole group of German tourists that were there at the bus stop. And that was when Merkel was bringing in these millions and millions of immigrants And so I started discussing with them about the problems with the immigration. And they said, there's nothing wrong with the immigration. The immigrants are great. There's no immigration problem. There's no immigrants at all. They started denying everything, all of it. Now, we're sitting at a tram in Montana. I said, okay, because I'm talking German to them, right? I said, okay. Well, finally, we get on the bus. And uh, the the bulk of the group goes to the back of the bus. And there's one guy sitting up near me in the front. And I looked at him. I said, why are you telling me this stuff? You know it's a lie. And he looked at me kind of funny. He goes, we don't know who you are. You hear me, friends? Are you listening to me? He says, we don't know who you are. We don't know why you speak such good German. And we don't know if you're with the German government trying to find out if we're going to say something in this country about what's going on with immigration. We're not allowed to talk about it. And he goes, but you're 100 percent right. Everything you said is true. Now, think about that. Think about that level of control of a person's mind that they're. Across the planet, on the other side of the world, and they're so concerned that the government that they have elected, which is basically Kabbalist run now through Angela Merkel, is going to have a spy come and ask them what they think so they can be charged when they go back to Germany. You say, well, that would never happen. Oh, yeah, it does. (laughs) There's been German dual citizens who have been taken back out of Canada to Germany. For questioning the Holocaust number. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking extradition back in prison in Germany in another country talking. So, why did that happen? Why did that happen to the German people? Well, you know, quite frankly, the DNA got irreparably damaged in Germany during World War II. I'm just going to be blunt about that, too. Uh, you know, we had, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions. I think about a third of half of the doggone population of Germany got killed. Then Eisenhower's death camps, he let millions more starve to death. Then there was another 12 million starve after the war, and the DNA was irreparably damaged. It really was, and all of the leaders were pretty much killed, done, finished. And then they started the never-ending barrage of what happened in World War II, what Hitler did. And we have it today, by the way. It's still today. They still dust off the Nazis and bring them out. And so – for 70, 80 years now, the German people have been just beaten down, beaten down, beaten down, beaten down, beaten down, and they become a shadow of their former selves. That's all they are, period, including my relatives. And I remember years ago, we were at the uh, shot show in Orlando, the one that's usually in Vegas, but it, you know, it was in Orlando. Austin was with me. And we were looking at all kinds of weapons, all kinds of neat guns there. And uh, we were talking to a guy, and he had a basically a German accent. And I, I recognized it because my mom's German, or was she still alive at this time. And I started talking to him, and I said, you know, what part of Germany are you from? He goes, I'm, oh, I'm not German. I'm Canadian. I said, you're Canadian? I said, I don't think so, bud. I said, why are you telling – why are you lying to me? You're, you're German. He goes – "He at me kind of funny. He goes, I can't tell people I'm German because there's such animosity towards Germans. I said, what? I said, you just make this stuff up? We don't feel that way in this country. I said, we don't do that. I mean, the Germans didn't bomb Pearl Harbor. I said, this is all media crap. I said, this is the stuff that we have that's been going on now since the war to keep Germany beat down, beat down, beat down. And look what they're doing now: millions and millions of people being pushed into Germany that basically are unskilled labor. The entire—I told you, my, my relative told me the one of the who's awake over there. Told, I read you what she said a few weeks ago. She says Germany is destroyed. It's done. It's over. Businesses are shut down. Everything's shut down. Everything's closed. Why? It's the final nail in the coffin because Germany so dared. To tell the Kabbalists to pound salt in 1938 and pull the central bank out of Germany and start printing debt-free currency. And they don't want any of the DNA left. It is the same thing to the Russian family in, you know, in, in 1917 when they basically just butchered them all because of the, what they did in 1812 when they paid off the debt for the, basically the European communities and prevented Rothschild international banking cartels from entering into Europe. All of this stuff are blood vengeance, blood oaths. The same thing happened in Dresden. When Dresden had up to half a million people die in one night with bombing, you know, it was in February of 1945. War was over. Dresden wasn't a wasn't a it wasn't a city in Germany that produced weapons. They had a bunch of old men and women and children there. It was a refuge city, millions there, millions hiding from the war, never been bombed. There was nothing to bomb there. And then Churchill, being a druid, needing a blood sacrifice, I guess, to Bale or to Moloch or to Asher or to Quetzalcoatl or His stupid snake god, you know, being a druid, he had the bombers go into Dresden at about midnight, right, Right. and bomb with concussion bombs, blowing the roofs off all of the buildings. And then he had them come in right after that, an hour later, and drop incendiary bombs to burn the city to the ground, killing up to half a million women and children, I mean, I've been there. The place still has scorched marks on the buildings that are left. I mean, completely destroyed the entire the city for absolutely no reason except for just a blood offering to this stupid druid god. See, this is the problem that we get when we don't talk about this stuff. Remember, he was our ally in World War II. Churchill was. So was Stalin. Big time Mason boys. So was Joe, so was Woodrow Wilson. So was all was all these boys. They're all a bunch of satanists that run around trying to force their will of their father, Lucifer, on all of us. And guys, here's the thing. The answer is no. How about no? How about never? How about we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us? How about, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord? I saw it yesterday. More and more and more people are saying no, 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 no. The truck driver even said, hell no. I'm not putting up with this anymore. He said, I'm done. He said, I'm done. I've had enough of it. See, this is the point we have to make. If we don't stand up and say, No, we don't want your weird gods, we don't want your weird religions, we don't want your weird blood offerings, we don't want your weird mask rituals, we don't want your weird injecting us with experimental devices, we don't want any of this stuff, the answer is no. Yep. We have to stand against this. Gosh, guys, I haven't had a chance to pray for you this morning. No, I did pray for you guys this morning. I had I had to car driving around and having a chance to pray for you. I love you guys and I appreciate you. You guys are amazing to me. Austin, awesome. finish it up and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. And this is continually what we are so working for down here to try to get people awake. Remember I told everybody last summer, last summer, eight, nine, ten months ago, I said, the whole mask mandate when it first started, I said, That's your enemy coming at you a thousand meters out. And you got you got good weapons. You know, you got some three oh eight, you got, you know, 50 cal 338 lapua you got everything it's easy you say no i said once they pull the vaccine mandate and they start pulling the vaccine passports and they start stopping you from being able to travel and go to stores i said they're right on top of you at that point now it's real hard to say no and it's real hard to fight you're basically in a trench with bayonets at that point horrific (laughs) it's that point right now it's the easy part to say no I encourage everybody, continue to get the truth out there. We're with you on this. Thank you for having our back. Continue to support companies. Write letters to publics. Get some of those emails. Send them out. I'm going to start working on those today. And any other companies that you're proud of, if you're down here in Central Florida, you're in regular, wherever you're at, write letters to people. Start being vocal. Start standing up and saying, hey, look. Look at what we're doing here. Look at what Florida just did. We're in this state, but look at what they're doing. We need to be free. There's no question about it anymore. There's no more sitting around and waiting for them to hand us anything back. You take it back because it's ours to begin with. Thank you for the continued support. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. If you need anything, call us. We're here 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. I appreciate you, my friends. Have a great night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.